You are listening to How to Rewrite Your Stars, the podcast that is all about helping you to change those stubborn patterns that seem as firm as the constellations in the sky. Here, you'll find people just like you, sharing their stories of triumph, courage, and hope. How they were able to rewrite the stars in their own life. This is the show for you if you've been looking for that person who overcame, whom you can relate to, or if you're looking for the tools to be able to change your own story. I'm your host, Benjamin Fincher, a life coach and mentor who's been working on self-mastery since I was nine years old. Join me now as I welcome another phenomenal guest to have them share their story with us today. Today's episode is sponsored by Starlight Mentoring. Welcome back to another week of How to Rewrite Your Stars. I'm your host, Benjamin Fincher, joined today by Shelby Lee or, or Lay? Lee. Lee. Okay. That's funny because last night I pronounced it as Lay to a friend. I'm like, yeah, but I know her. And she's like, nope. And then just <laughs> now I said Lee because that's what my brain said. And that was right. Yes. And people get it wrong, but that's totally fine. I think the sleigh, like Santa's sleigh, people see it and think it's right. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I just like guessing without asking ahead of time because it's like, can I figure it out? Can I not? <laughs> <laughs> All good. Well, Shelby is a best selling mental health writer, author of Changing with the Tides, and host of the Small Steps to Self Love podcast. She shares her poems about self-love, self-doubt, and anxiety to an audience of more than 500,000. I'm like, how do I say this number? <laughs> <laughs> and her third poetry book is on the way in January 2023. So just shortly after this episode will air. And you can learn more about her or follow along with her handle at Shelby Lee Poetry or shelbylee.co. And I'll make sure to get those links in the episode description so that they're really easy to access. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to chat. Yeah, absolutely. So I I hopped over to your website. You know, I sometimes do that. And it looked like you had started out kind of anonymous with your stuff. And then you were like, wait a second, and like started attaching your name with it yeah, yeah um exactly. you know maybe we'll start there maybe we'll start somewhere else but um you know what's your story you know how did you get from where you were growing up to where you are now yeah definitely I would love to talk about that so I always wanted to be a writer I wrote short stories and like fiction a lot as a kid and was a huge bookworm always had a stack of books with me. Mm -hmm. And I, when I was really young, like pre-middle school young, I was very like outgoing and confident in all the things you are as a child before you realize that people could potentially be judging you or whatever it may be. Right. Um, and so whenever, I don't know, teenage years hit, I kind of like shut down. I don't have a specific reason for it, but I just did and became very shy, um, very doubtful of myself and really escaped into books and writing at that point. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I was just so shy. Like I considered myself smart, but would not raise my hand in class. Like didn't think I had smart things to say, all of that. So high school was kind of a struggle for me in that regard. And then whenever I went to college, I really wanted to focus on writing. And that's when I found poetry. I, of course, knew of poetry and learned about it in school, but in a different way. 
And so in college, I challenged myself to write a poem a day for a year. And I, that's when I started. Yeah. It was really challenging, especially during that transition with, you know, high school to college and just being on my own and figuring out all of that. But it was also very helpful in navigating that and healing through certain things and writing about my mental health and all the things I was going through. But I did choose to do that anonymously, like you said, just because of that self-doubt that I had and that insecurity, just not wanting to put my name and face on it, not wanting to get, I don't know, criticism or whatever I thought would happen. So I was sharing it all anonymously for that year. And at the end of the year, I had a decent following. It was on Tumblr, which now isn't really something that I use, but it was back in the day. I, I was um, going to say, like, how did you <laughs> even get it out there? Because I... I'm like, yeah. it wouldn't have been like through Facebook probably, but like, no, yeah, I just made that? like this anonymous blog on Tumblr and that was that. So it worked, you know, nice. <laughs> um, but it did boost my confidence a little bit, just getting some readers throughout that year um, that encouraged me to try putting them into a book and self-publish. Um, so that's at that point is when I decided like, okay, if I actually want to be a writer, I need to stop hiding and be myself. Um, and so from that point, I did self-publish of that book and that was in 2016. And then I just started actually getting onto more modern social media from there, <laughs> Instagram, <laughs> Instagram, Twitter, now TikTok, which is my favorite, but uh, just being myself more. And of course it's still a work in progress, but just looking back at how I was back then, barely talking to anybody, super shy and secure and hiding behind my journal all the time um to now has been quite the adventure just growing my audience and um self-publishing and also getting traditionally published with new books and growing my audience hosting my own podcast and doing these types of interviews where you know seven eight years ago I would have never thought that I would willingly be talking (laughs) like this so it's been quite the journey but I'm very glad that I made that step to go from anonymous to showcasing myself that was awesome the funny the funny thing is it kind of reminds me of myself in a way Mm -hmm. um many ways i've been very outgoing but when i was putting i've got a mentoring business when i was putting it together um obviously i needed a name for it right Mm -hmm. and the thought did cross my mind you know like what about you know bench would finish your mentoring or coaching or whatever and i'm just like i'm not good enough for that yeah. So I, just, I just use a different name you know starlight mentoring which you know still really awesome but then as i've been on my own journey and i've had that for three and a half years now i'm like hmm, is it time to change this mm-hmm. to like yeah just be like yes i'm benjamin welcome to me instead of trying <laughs> to you know put a barrier however thin between me and people I'm like, hmm. right yeah it's so true i think that yeah, as time goes on and we get more confident with what we're doing and what we're offering, um, it makes sense to kind of put our name behind it a little bit more. Like I'm way more proud now of my work than I was when I first started and was so nervous for feedback and all of that. So I think that it totally makes sense about changing the name if you want yeah. to. Right. <laughs> it's a big thing. A rebrand is kind of a big task, but yeah. And that's kind of what's stopping me now is I'm like, well. In some ways, be super simple. In other ways, like yeah. <laughs> maybe not so much. Yeah, right. It's interesting, you know, talking about your confidence, visibility, 
<laughs> that's kind of yeah. what I started talking with my mentor I have right now is visibility. I'm like, hmm. um, yeah. but I love how you were able to, you know, realize, hey, I have value here to share. And then you were just like, okay, let's go. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think that I was writing for myself for so long and I still absolutely do. Like that's always my priority. But once I started hearing from other people that the things that I was writing about, which was mental health themed and about the self-doubt and insecurity that I was going through, you know, it made them feel less alone or it made them feel um, related to or whatever that feedback was. It just made me feel like, oh yeah, I really should keep doing this. This is not only helping me, but it's helping other people too. Something that also really helped with feeling more confident about it and wanting to kind of grow my visibility and my audience in that way. Yeah. I've had similar with the podcast that, you know, I've yeah. had it for three years now and just finally have started to get some people like actually give me feedback on it. And I'm, and they're like, yeah, like it's awesome. It's great. Like I love it. And, and on the first episodes that I thought were like, okay, Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm just right. like, wow, I've got some really good stuff then because I think basically every episode past those is like way better. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So what is it that, you know, obviously, you know, self-doubt, self-love, anxiety, all this stuff, but like, I'm trying to even think if there's a way to ask this question. <laughs> it, like, maybe, okay, what's a deeper look on what you write? Yeah, that's a good question. Okay, now I need to think about how to say what I, <laughs> a deeper look at what I write. I've never been asked that before. Um, I think that, so I write poetry. That's the main genre that I write. And it's typically just free verse, freestyle, um, sometimes prose, which is kind of, reads more like a journal entry, um, but really just trying to be as vulnerable as possible and talk about my journey. So I'm very open about the fact that there are ups and downs. I never claim to be like the self-love guru or coach or anything like that. That's not what I want to be. I just want to be writing about my own journey. And if other people along the way relate to that, then that's great. Um, but I am definitely an advocate for self-love. I'm an advocate for mental health, but again, I don't claim that it always gets better or, you know, once you find this magic cure or something, it's going to be amazing. And we're always going to be super confident in all of that. So I talk about this deeper in my podcast too, which is one of the reasons I started it. Cause I felt like I couldn't say everything that I wanted to say in a poem. I wanted mm -hmm. to kind of dive deeper into the topics, but yeah, there's so many ups and downs. That's why, I mean, people say it's like a lifelong journey because it's true. Um, and especially with just anything mental health related, like, yes, my anxiety has gotten better in a lot of ways, but then there's new things that I have anxiety about too. And, you know, it just, it's constant, like it's your mind, it's your life, you know, yeah. it's going to have ups and downs. So I try to just emulate that in my poems and write about just things that I'm going through. Um, in terms of self-love, in terms of anxiety, but I also enjoy talking about it on a deeper level as well. So that's the goal right now. That's awesome. When you mentioned about starting the podcast, so you can talk deeper about it. I'm like, hmm, it reminds me of some poems I've seen recently that this one in particular stands out to me. It was a really 
nice one, but it was just like super long. Yeah. And so I like kind of like read the first little bit and then just like kind of skimmed. And, mm. you know, I was at a Facebook group and the other poems and stuff like get more re like I noticed that they had like more reactions and more comments. And then this one had like just a couple and I'm like, interesting. This has some really good stuff in it, but it's just too long for this format. Right. Yeah. And that's definitely the case with just, I think, social media in general, that the shorter things just do well and that's fine. Um, but I think, yeah. yeah, a lot of poets are kind of feeling that like, if I want to write something longer, Instagram's not the place, you know, you're not right. going to get the reads. Um, so that's okay. But yeah, it's nice to talk about it on a deeper level. I personally don't even write super long poems, like more than a page is rare for me anyway. So it's not like I yeah, have to feel like I'm censoring myself or shortening what I want to say. Um, but I do tend to keep it a little bit shorter and sweeter and then dive into it more on a podcast episode or interview or, you know, whatever it may be. Right. Well, in that way too, you're able to be like, you know, what people are expecting and obviously, you know, you're expressing yourself, but you know, the right medium for the right content right 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 and then an actual poetry book or collection you know which I write too I can expand on those themes more and have um, a collection of poems on a certain theme or topic that kind of delves deeper into it while the poems are still kind of short or not super long there's they more could, context tell a you know? story as it goes exactly makes sense. exactly so do you ever like like do you know quotation marks chapters if you will there's sections so it's okay. not like a normal book chapter but it's broken right. into sections of like, like similar themes or you know as the story goes along yeah okay. yeah, yeah. Was, that's what i was trying to think of when chapter came before section into my head, yeah so. no chapter works yeah yeah writing a poem every day for a year that would not be something i would take on right now <laughs> I wouldn't either I don't know I don't know how I did it I have tried since then to do it's popular in April it's national poetry month to do like a poem a day for the month mm -hmm. and I still I can't even do that like I have no idea how I did it for a year whenever I look back on that um, I know I was busy it was my freshman year of college and I know I had a lot going on but I somehow made it happen. I just can't see that happening anytime soon now. So did you like make it a hundred percent or did you like have to like backlog some days or? There were some times that I did some back. Yeah. Like I would miss a couple of days and then catch up. But in total, it was like 365 days that it, you know, took me to do those 365 poems. And some of them were like two liners or like a haiku, which is a three line poem and just kind of whipped it out and posted it and didn't think twice. And other times it was a little bit more of a process whenever I had time. So yeah, it was interesting. Right. I'm trying to think of the haiku that ends in refrigerator, but it's eluding me at the moment. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> it, it's based. It basically describes a haiku. Yeah. And it's like, Oh, I've seen that. I know what you're talking about. I like I wish I could remember it because it's funny, but the, I think it's yeah. like the first line is five, the second line is seven refrigerator, or like something like that. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. literally just describing what a haiku is. Right. Yeah. It's I love that. Five syllables in the first, seven in the second, and then yeah. five in the last, but it's something entirely unrelated. 
Right. Yeah. That's good. I forgot about that. I've seen that before, though. It's one of those classics that just surfaces again and again because it's so good. Yeah. Even though it's super simple. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the that's the best goal of a poem is to have it be memorable because of its simplicity or whatever, entertaining, you know? So that's, they achieved it. <laughs> it's like the simplest drawing of a duck that I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, basically, they took a marker, drew a line to the left, rounded out the beak and then kind of made like a base cleft like mm, yeah. ho hopefully people are following along with that <laughs> you know a base cleft kind of a parentheses and they just circled around and then that was mm. it mm, that's interesting so yeah i can kind lines. of picture that yeah there's three lines one to the left you know swivel out the beak and then just a big swoosh to make the head that looks like yeah. a base cleft and they're like, you will sense. always remember this picture of a duck because it is <laughs> so simple and so random and you've yeah. never seen anything like it before. And I'm like, yeah. I'm sitting here like four or five years later and I still remember. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's the goal. I feel like with art and just creativity in general, being remembered. Yeah. Well, and also when you like, invest yourself into the art as a what do you call that kind of person an appreciator a viewer a connoisseur a consumer yeah. of art i mean yeah yeah um, appreciator i like appreciator <laughs> yeah, appreciator sounds good because <laughs> you know the poems that i went through and i was in a I think it was a book club. Mm. Anyways, it was a group. We talked about things, including poems, and that's the part I remember. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and we would memorize various poems throughout the time that we were meeting, and one of them was um, Robert Frost's poem. What's that titled? Two, Two Roads, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or or the no, Road Not Taken? The, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Road Not Taken. I think. Yeah. <laughs> two rows of virgin yellow yes yes and at one point i could you know recite the whole thing just like the gettysburg address right when i tried that without refreshing myself i got about halfway and then the person was like hey it's getting ready right now so you go look it up yourself and finish it yourself to like the audience. <laughs> <laughs> yes there were poems i had to memorize in a high school and english class that i i don't think i could do now i could do like parts of it but yeah it, it fades after a while right and ere i stood looking down one as long i could to see where it bent in the undergrowth <laughs> nice that's pretty good that was the part that i struggled with so it yeah. stuck better yeah after i finally sense. got it <laughs> yeah no that makes sense and i i took the road less traveled by and that has made all the difference <laughs> nice so what would you say, was there any particular point where you decided, hey, I want to share what I'm going through instead of just, you know, random poems? Or, or yeah, do you have, I do you think have any that, reasons for why you chose that avenue? 
Yeah. I think that I always was writing about what I was going through, but I didn't really notice it or acknowledge it um, until I looked back and realized what a lot of my journaling and poetry writing was very healing for me um, and that I was using it as a tool kind of for my mental health without realizing it until kind of years later. So whenever I started sharing my work, I wasn't going in with the intention of writing about my mental health or being vulnerable or anything. Like none, none of that crossed my mind. I was just writing and posting kind of without thinking about it too much, which was kind of the nice part about being anonymous for that year was that I didn't really have to think about it a lot. Um, and so after that year, I thought about who I wanted to be as a writer and what I was writing about a lot and what was resonating with people. And that was the mental health stuff. And over time, it's morphed into mental health with a lot of self-love as I've kind of gone through that journey myself and realized there was kind of a way to get better with, you know, your self-doubt and your insecurity and all of that. So that's kind of morphed into a blend of the two and writing about that a lot. And I always say that my goal is helping other people feel less alone through poetry. So it's kind of become part of who I am as a writer. But whenever I first started writing, I definitely wasn't thinking about what that would turn into or the fact that I was writing about anxiety and all of these things. I just did it, if that makes sense. It was creating for creation's sake. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then realized after that how much it was helping me and helping other people. And so that was definitely encouragement to keep going. Yeah, that's awesome. I think it's funny how oftentimes people who create content, whatever it looks like, can get so caught up in, oh, I have to, I have to, I have to, I have to, mm-hmm. you know, the shoulds and all the, and they get yeah. lost in what they should be doing and have to be doing that they don't create to create. And then right. it just ends up being, it, it, it falls on deaf ears or blind eyes or, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. it's, Oh, you, I can see that you are following a regimented structure here that you are not passionate about. Good for you. Um, good luck. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I think as like feedback comes in and as, at least for me, like social media algorithms and what other writers are doing and all of that can just have an influence on what you create as a creator. And it's really hard to block that out sometimes. So I've definitely had to like step back and realize whenever I'm writing something that maybe not that it isn't me, but I'm just like trying to follow a structure that I've seen work well that maybe doesn't work for me. It isn't good. It isn't a good fit or something like that. Um, I think it's hard to kind of avoid that influence. Um, I think that my writing has certainly grown a lot, but I've also had to realize like, is this the style that I want to be doing? Is this, you know, is what I'm posting on Instagram actually what I want to be posting or am I letting, you know, all this stuff influence me? It's like, it's my job now, like it's, which is amazing, but it is hard not to let that influence the creativity too. Yeah. Well, it's funny too. I, I catch myself sometimes I'll like talk with a particular guest and we go way deep into the woo woo side of things. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> we way off into the spiritual and energy and all that stuff. Yeah. And you know, I'm just chill talking about it and I'm like, okay, I do or don't believe this. I'm chill either way. But then I think about like, oh, like, can I recommend this to my friends? Yeah. <laughs> are they going to be like, what is wrong with you? Like, what are, what are you doing? Like, what's happening? 
<laughs> or they just didn't accept it for what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that sort of thing affects a lot of aspects of our lives. And if even if we don't want to admit that, but it's true. Yeah. And it's funny because I made an audio training back when I was starting my journey as a mentor mm. titled Expression. And basically it was how to not pay attention to the people around you and just be yourself. Yeah. And, you know, not pay attention in a bad way, like not letting right. other people's views of you change you. Anyways, yeah. hopefully that makes sense. <laughs> no, that makes sense. Because it's, it's like good and bad, like comparing yourself to others for comparison's sake or to feel bad about yourself isn't great. But it also has pushed me to be a better writer. Like whenever I see, you know, amazing poem from someone, I'm like, oh, like I feel inspired. I want to go write something really great. And like, I feel like a lot of good poems come out of that for me. So it can be unhealthy, but I feel like if you have a hold on it and you know, like you're not going to be the same as another writer, you don't want to be the same as them. You want to be unique and be yourself and all of that, but it can also help you improve at the same time. Well, and I think the difference between what you just said is the the first part of like seeing what or, or what other people think of you and it can make you like shrink yourself and like mm. hide parts of yourself and the other part where you like see somebody else's stuff and you're like oh wow that's so amazing it inspires you to be more of yourself mm. yeah i like that and i i didn't eloquate it that well in the training but that's kind of the general message that i had in that um, yeah no that's a great thought but yeah it's be more of yourself yeah that's a great motto i love that yeah kind of goes along with okay this is an interesting question but it, I'll, i need to get out of my head stop thinking <laughs> <laughs> so you're you're a writer right yes. but what i'm what my brain's trying to compute and not allowing me to speak because of is like well just because you're a writer doesn't necessarily mean you like words but mm. that was the question trying to come out but getting caught up in yeah. the brain so yeah do, like do you like question. words as well as being a writer or yeah that seems like a silly question <laughs> no i like it and I have an answer. I mean, I would say, yes, I've always loved words, um, but reading them and like, like communication is where I really struggled, even though I loved words and I was reading books constantly and writing constantly. That was like my voice because I didn't use my actual vocal voice. I used writing. So I've always loved words. I was always a huge reader growing up. Um, always been like a huge annoying grammar nerd that like points out typos all the time like that's me sorry <laughs> so I love too. words um I and I edit poetry so I'm you know in typos and correcting grammar a lot um so I love words I love them I love the power that they have and I'm glad that I have made so much progress and actually feeling like I can communicate confidently because there was so many years where I didn't use my voice and just turned to writing instead so I love words for the reason that they really helped me get through those times where I couldn't feel like I could use my voice and I wrote instead. Awesome. Yeah. So, I love that question. Can I, <laughs> can I share a word with you? Yes. The word is Genshai. 
Oh. And it's a Sanskrit word from India. Okay. And what it translates to is never treat another person in a way that would make them feel small, including yourself. Ah, I love that. Why don't I know this word? Right? It's one of those hidden treasure words that is floating yeah. out there in the world that when you when you come to know it, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to remember that one like the duck. <laughs> yeah, like the duck. But, like um, when I shared that with another podcast guest, they shared with me Sogat, which basically means to accept somebody as they are in this moment mm. and hold space for them. Mm. That's and beautiful. Like, Dude, you combine those two and be more of yourself and wow, powerhouse right there. Yeah, that's amazing. I love those. Do we? Ha- I wish we had things like that in the English language. Like just a word that just means something. Like it's like a poem in itself. Like I right. love that. <laughs> I think the funny thing is too, we probably do and we just don't realize it. Yeah. But at the same time, I feel like Japanese and German and some Indian words make really capture a beautiful phrase in a single sentence right a single word rather. single word yeah yeah definitely but then again germans just mush all the words together and call it yeah one. exactly <laughs> no i was just thinking that that's true yeah yeah well thanks for sharing those i'm definitely gonna those are gonna inspire some poems for me <laughs> for sure because i love those yeah it'll be interesting to see those you know, obviously, I'm not going to be like, okay, tell me when they're, you know, <laughs> make sure you use them. But like, I, I just love <laughs> sharing. And here's another yeah. thought for you and the listeners too, obviously. A picture is worth a thousand words. We've heard that a million times, right? Mm-hmm. Word. There's three answers. A word is worth a thousand images. A word is worth infinite images, or a word is worth zero images. Hmm. Oh my god. I'm going with infinite because I feel like with one word, everyone would like kind of imagine something differently in their minds. Yeah. And also, cup is applicable to all the cups. Yeah. And yet every person imagines a cup slightly differently. Right. Whenever I think of cup, I think of the little yellow, probably like five ounce, basically sippy cup that I had as a kid. Mm. <laughs> nice. Or mm. like a blue clear plastic glass. Or Okay. Yeah, know. I was going with like a clear drinking glass. Like that. But, but yeah. like, if I think of a glass, I think of either if i think of a glass not glass i think of you know my plastic cylindrical water glass Mm, yeah but if i think of a cup it's like conical Mm. but if i was to say you know um i'm not calling anyone that i think it means dumb sounds like it (laughs) but my sister well my grandmother's german and my sister has learned a lot more german than i have but yeah she'll tease me every now and then like (laughs) i think it means dumb like silly dumb but then again i don't know that much german 
but until I explained that, it had zero images. Yeah. Unless you knew it already. Or if I was to say animal, you know, that's the Spanish equivalent of moxie. And if you're not familiar with either of those words, you're still at zero images. But if you have a couple of ideas, maybe it's worth a thousand images. You know, yeah. for an individual, it's worth a thousand images or infinite images if you actually understand the word. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so, very true. It's interesting. Th- that's a concept I was introduced to recently that I'm just like, wait a second. Because I, I I read in a book that a, the, the flip of a, a picture is worth a thousand words and then a word is worth a thousand pictures. And I'm just like, that blew my mind. Yeah. I'm like, why have I like never considered that? Like, it's obvious. Yeah. And I shared that with somebody and they're like, actually, I would argue that a picture is worth infinite or a word is worth infinite images. I'm like, explain. Mm-hmm. He's like, because once you understand the essence behind the word, you know the apl- application anywhere. Mm-hmm. I'm like, but. yeah. And if you don't understand the word, you have no context. Right. Yeah, that's really interesting to think about, for sure. Yeah, I thought about it as in like everyone would interpret it in a different way, but there's also what you just said about you also have like a thousand interpretations yourself. Right. What that word can mean. And so, yeah. You you can look at it a myriad of ways with that, but I, I like what you said, you know, everyone has a different image. Yeah. And then, as well, you know, even ourselves, we have many, many images of the same thing. Yeah. When yeah. To say lighthouse, you probably had five different images of a lighthouse flash through your mind. Most of them have the red and white stripes. Or mm-hmm. maybe it's just white. Yeah. Or maybe it's that one that got frozen over in Michigan. Oh, I don't know that one. <laughs> <laughs> and so for that, for you, that one doesn't exist. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, I've I've recently been a I think acknowledge is the right word, my love of words. Mm-hmm. And I've been starting to think of okay, how can I utilize this amazing vessel we have to improve people's lives? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, that's what writing is for me. Like in a nutshell, you just summarized it. Yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I, like I love that. The, I like going to the etymology, like getting down into the deep essence of the word. Yeah, for sure. Like, here's a new take. So, there's this band that wrote a song truly madly deeply. This mm-hmm. is like hit top of the charts in the 90s. Yeah. And I came on my Spotify playlist. And I got thinking about it. I'm like, okay, truly, yeah, that makes sense. You know, it's like, you know, veras, um, barren, true, pure, you know, it is real. And then, mm-hmm. like, madly. That's, like, crazed. That's, like, that's a mad dog. That's, like, crazy. That's not saying angry. It's saying crazy. Yeah. Interesting. And like, I know that earlier, but I like 
year you know years ago and then recently you know i just heard it and it connected back again i'm like oh yeah that makes sense Mm -hmm. yeah depending on the context right can be yeah totally different where words get interesting (laughs) (laughs) you say one word and in one context it means one thing and in another context Uh it is totally different (laughs) absolutely yeah and that's fun with poetry too because you can mess around do like wordplay yeah exactly and And make it just make a poem based off one word right yeah yeah like the polish furniture (laughs) (laughs) exactly yeah yeah so that's kind of fun it makes words just that much more fun yeah so i wanted to ask you too what what what's kind of some of the deeper stuff you like talking about self-love i think that's an important subject yeah um sorry can you can you ask the question again i want to make sure i understand what's your deep like what's some of the deeper stuff that you've maybe at least to an extent expressed in your poems but that you know kind of the essence of your feelings about self-love things yeah 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 um i think that i'm still kind of exploring what that phrase means to me i actually just did like i had a conversation about this with um on my podcast but with another um I think they were like actually calling themselves a self-love coach um, about that phrase because it's so popular now, but um, does everyone actually feel that way about themselves or want to feel that way about themselves? Like I struggle with saying like, I love myself. That's a very strong word to me. So I've been lately like thinking a lot about like self-like or self-acceptance or starting with maybe self-forgiveness comes first and then acceptance and then, you know, moving toward liking yourself or whatever that word looks like for you. So I've been kind of exploring that a lot because I'm like, do I want to brand myself as this like self-love advocate when that's such a strong place to start? And if you're at a place of hating yourself, which I've been at, what I have heard that Yeah, that's exactly like that's a far jump. And I don't want to push people away from that or think that they'll never get there because it's just so far away from where they currently are. So I think that's something that's super important that I've been kind of exploring and just, I don't know. Yeah, it's just a far jump and I never want to make anyone feel like they can't achieve a self-acceptance or something that's a little bit less than that love phrase. Because I feel like that's just so strong of a phrase. Yeah, it was kind of funny. As you saying that, I can feel that there's a poem brewing here in this yeah. conversation right <laughs> it's right? basically like you know self-love seemed too strong so he started with self-forgiveness uh-huh. and then after i came there i went along and heard about this self acceptance or, or they say acceptance i meant forgiveness you know yeah, yeah, yeah self-forgiveness and then i found about this self-acceptance and decided you know maybe i'm okay the way i am and I don't have to be different today. I can do it a day at a time. And then I go along and find this other word, like. And I do like myself. I'm a pretty cool person. And along the way, I discovered I loved myself and just didn't see it. Aww. I love that. You should write that down. <laughs> I should. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Because, yeah, that just... 
like I literally like felt it like floating in the air in front of me and I'm like hmm this wants to be said <laughs> yeah no I love that that is the magic of poetry everything's a poem and there's a poem in everything I yeah. think I'd agree yeah it just there you depends go. on the take you want to say to it you know it's, yeah. it's a perspective thing right mm-hmm. definitely because you know you can have two people look at the exact same thing and write two completely different poems because of where they're at themselves Mm -hmm. and what they want to communicate with it yeah exactly I host um poetry workshops and we'll do like word banks where we'll just give like a list of words like a handful of words and everyone writes a poem with them and of course every poem is so drastically different so fun to hear everyone read them and just take them in completely different directions it's so interesting it sounds really interesting so you use like what five ten words yeah, usually, yeah, it's usually like between five and ten. And you don't have to use all of them, but whatever those inspire for you, if you use a few or all of them, you know, whatever it is, it's really interesting. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, you can be inspired by a set of words and go a completely different direction and not use any of them. <laughs> right, yeah, for sure. Yeah, interesting. Another thought I had earlier right at the beginning of the episode as you were talking about you know you're going through all this stuff and you're like do I even want to feel better and all this um mm -hmm. life's 50 50. But we do everyone around us a disfavor and a disservice when we pretend that it can be a hundred percent yeah and, you know you can have a fullness of life that's a hundred percent but a goodness of life that's 100 percent. well it, it may be goodness isn't the right word to use there but you know positive and negative right then you can go deeper on that but you know yeah with positive and negative experiences you're going to get 50 50 you know 50 mm -hmm. positive 50 percent negative and we act surprised when the negative comes along yeah that's true because we don't recognize that it's 50 50 we think it's all supposed to be positive or like even 70 30 and that's not that mm -hmm. and i also think we don't appreciate or acknowledge the positive as much as we notice the negative like when it's bad it's really bad but when it's good it's like oh, okay I'm, I'm content like everything's right. fine you and know we're not, and we're not like expressing gratitude or yeah. you know expressing satisfaction or happiness or joy we're just like I was able to watch TV today and not worry about anything. So, right. And sometimes that's what you need. Right. But, you know, you can also be like, okay, you know, that was great that I like was able to do that and not worry about anything. So, mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, I'm content. So it's fine. But then when something really bad happens, it's really bad. Yeah. yeah. Can, can I share something else that blew my mind when I heard it? Yes, of course. So you may be familiar with this one. Um, nervous and excited, those two emotions activate the same part of the brain. So it's impossible for them both to exist in the mind at the same time. Right? Mm -hmm. So if you're feeling really nervous, you can change your frame of mind to say, okay, I'm feeling this nervous energy. I'm excited. And you flip the switch. Yeah. And that nervous energy now becomes excited energy because the mm -hmm. brain is interpreting it that way. Yeah, that's interesting. That makes a lot of sense. I actually just did like a podcast episode on like reducing stress and okay. said that like kind of switching that feeling to 
thinking about like the opportunities of your stress. Like if you're worried about a social event or something like that, like thinking about the positive things to be excited for kind of helps to reduce that. And that kind of lines up exactly with what you just said about not being able to feel them at the same time, but kind of reframing that nervousness to excitement. Right. It's interesting. Now here's the next step. Mm -hmm. We often correlate faith and fear together. And they Mm -hmm. go together. But rarely, if ever, have you heard fear and gratitude paired. Because just like excited and nervous, gratitude and fear activate the same part of the mind. Activate the same Mm -hmm. part of the brain. So if you're feeling fear, you're not feeling gratitude. If you're feeling gratitude, you're not feeling fear. And you cannot experience the other one at the same time. Mm. And so, you know, it made me just think yeah. as we were talking about the positive and the negative in life that when it's negative, we're just like, oh, the world's collapsing, everything's terrible. I can't believe it. Ah! <laughs> it going right. the road. But then the opposite of that and being in that feared, scared energy is gratitude. Yeah. And so that makes sense. Yeah. Even if the circumstances around us are negative, we can still take a frame of mind of gratitude and say, Hey, I'm grateful that I'm getting to experience the whole bucket. Right. I'm grateful I'm yeah. getting to experience the whole smorgasbord, the whole experience. Yeah. That's interesting. And you then can also say, okay, I'm grateful that this is happening now because it means in the future, good's going to come again and positive's going to come again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a and nice then, thought. And when That's the good really comes around, you can become really grateful and it's going to be super awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so interesting. I love shooting tidbits like this. Yeah. No, I like I like receiving this. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's like, welcome to my podcast. You're gonna leave with some good stuff. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. You know, both the guests and the listeners. And you know, if the listeners have been listening to this whole season, they've heard a lot of these already, but not yeah. necessarily all of them. And but you know, good is worth repeating. Definitely. We absorb it better the more we kind of hear things you know, the repetitiveness. So I think that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, I just joined this Facebook group for a thing that I'm doing and all the posts that I was seeing to begin with were just like super, super negative. And I'm just mm. like, do I even want to be in this Facebook group? Like I want to do this thing, but like, I don't have to be part of this Facebook group to do the thing. I want to be in this Facebook group. Yeah. And then a couple of other posts popped up. They're like, hey, um, to help combat all the negativity that's in here, here's a good post. <laughs> and I'm like, right. oh, that really is an issue if they're calling it out. But hey, I will take your post. So what do you got? Yeah. Yeah. And I I've had been to in those right back to back. And I'm just before. like, nice. <laughs> yes. I've definitely been in those groups before. It's but- hard not to let that like negativity bring you down, but. You can also be the the positive light in the group too. Right. And also recognize if it's time to cut the tie and say goodbye. Yes. Oh, for sure. And, yeah. you know, depending on what it is for each person, it's a different answer. Mm-hmm. Definitely. But, I'm all about kind of removing yourself from things that don't bring you good vibes and happiness and joy. I feel like especially with social media, it's so easy to get 
surrounded by so much stuff that you don't want to see. So just removing that is totally fine. Yeah. I mean, I started making videos on TikTok a couple of months ago and, you know, I was enjoying it, but then I just started becoming a consumer of it. And I'm just like, yeah. Nope. So yeah. Uninstalled it, turned it off, said goodbye. And after talking with you, I'm like, you know, maybe I'll get back on it and just be myself instead of thinking it has to be some set way. Yeah. I feel like TikTok is so like casual that just being yourself is the best way. Well, videos do them. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. So for those of you listening that wanted to see what that looked like with my little trumpet i 3d printed uh benjamin that's 22. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome um because yeah sometimes you're there to help change what's around and sometimes you just need to say you know i'm um i'm a dip and other times you just like mm-hmm. you know i'm just gonna surface level skim this so that i can stay out of the muck yes yeah that's a lot of different options. I feel like I'm normally the third one. <laughs> like there might be something useful in here at some point, but for now I'm just going to like scroll really fast. <laughs> well, and there's some groups where like basically all the posts were negative. So I'm like, I still want to be in this group because I feel like I might need it later. Yeah. But I'm going to unfollow everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I just remembered as I said that, I'm like, oh yeah, there's that Facebook group that I'm doing that with. Yeah, I haven't seen anything there recently. Because yeah. I followed everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, I think the other important thing to mention is I was noticing all these negative posts. And then I was like, okay, is there some positive ones? And then the first positive one popped up. And I'm like, okay, I want to see the positive ones. And then the next positive one popped up. And so it was what mm-hmm. I was looking for came up. Right. Yeah. And, you yes. know, maybe that's weird for some people, but. You know, it's like the Facebook algorithm can't tell what you're thinking. It's like, nah, but I can uh, put it out there and whatever needs to hear my desires gets it and makes yeah. the Facebook algorithm react. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's a blend of the two for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I know that there's a ton more I could talk with you about, but I'm I'm dry I'm drawn up dry on questions. That's so, okay. I don't know if we're it's time that we call it or if you have any other things that you wanted to add. Um I feel like we covered a lot. Um Yeah, I don't know. Is there is there like a goal that you feel like of each episode that you feel like you want me to like cover or anything i don't know what you're i mean we talked about your journey we talked about yeah. what you do now and that's pretty much what i cover in each episode yeah it, it just it, it's definitely good but it does usually take me back a little bit when it ends up being you know less than an hour and 15 minutes mm-hmm. <laughs> and i'm like i know i run a long podcast but it's because there's so much goodness and we need to get it all and put it into one episode (laughs) right it's like you know it's okay it's not so long yeah i think that's true i mean definitely as i mentioned as someone who like 
hated talking for a long time. I think I've found ways to be succinct whenever I tell like my stories and things. So an hour and 15 minutes isn't my vibe as much. <laughs> and that's fine. Honest. And I, I try and like, so, you know, go with the flow with each person too. Yeah. I I just also am a long storyteller. So the story that somebody else could tell in two minutes, I could tell in 20. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, everyone's so different with Every, I mean, everything, but yeah, I mean, definitely if there's anything that you want me to cover more, I'm definitely happy to go yeah, into more details. I, I mean, I guess, is there any message that you like to leave with people? I think I talk, so I talk with writers and authors a lot, um, but I think this applies to just anyone trying to follow any passion um, is just like the nerves of sharing your work or of getting negative feedback or of trying something and just not going well. So I, my advice is just always like step out of your comfort zone and just try like whatever that means for you, whatever you're not trying right now that you really want to do, just go for it. Like those little baby steps are what makes us go far. And like, as a personal just example, like with sharing my poetry online and like moving to not being anonymous anymore like that was the tiniest baby step of starting to sign my poems with the name Shelby versus anonymous you know um but like then I did that and it wasn't scary it was fine and then I made an Instagram and then I published a book and then I published another book and all of that it just it gets so much easier the more the less we put it off and the more that we just take those tiny steps to get to where we want to be so that's my advice awesome I like that. And if I could add just a little bit, yeah. and you can say if you agree with this or not, but I'd say, you know, get outside your comfort zone, but you don't have to leave your safety zone. Mm. And yeah, this, the thing there is your safety zone is larger than your comfort zone for those that don't know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you should never feel unsafe, but like discomfort which just, for me would be like a public speaking or whatever that I've gotten a lot better at, but would have like terrified me in the past. It's like uncomfortable, but yeah, I'm not like unsafe feeling, I guess. I can't think of another word to use, but I get what you're saying for sure. Yeah. Cause in between comfort zone, or in between the outside of the comfort zone and the inside of the safety zone, that's the growth zone. Mm, for sure. And I love that message that you have. It's just, you know, get outside your comfort zone, grow a little bit, take baby yeah. steps. You know, you, because the smallest step you take outside expands your circle that much. Mm -hmm. And then yeah. a little bit more, that much. And then until, you know, your comfort zone is the size of your previous safety zone because your safety zone's gotten bigger. Yeah. That's so true. Very true. I love that. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you being on the show today, Shelby. And Thank you. I shared those couple um, places to find you in the bio earlier, but for those looking to find you, where can they find you at? 
Yeah, yeah. So I'm at ins- on Instagram and TikTok at Shelby Lee Poetry. Um, L-E-I-G-H is my last name. And my website is shelbylee.co. I um, share poems. Often I have a couple books and my third one on the way in January. And then I also work with authors on their like marketing strategies and helping them kind of step out of their comfort zone. So it's very fitting to what we talked about. Um, but yeah, that's where you can find me. Awesome. Well, again, appreciate it. And for listeners, remember you can rewrite your stars. You know, step outside your comfort zone. Totally cool. Stay in your safety zone, mm-hmm. and you know, recognize life is fifty-fifty. But that you can be grateful and move forward, and have an awesome life. I love I'll that. See you guys next week. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. I hope that you've been able to gain that missing piece or get that gold nugget you've been needing to continue rewriting your life how you want it to work. Until next time, I'm Benjamin Fincher, helping you to rewrite your stars.